Welcome to Trust the Journey. I'm Jason Maletsky. And I'm Melanie Curtis. Our mission is to live, laugh, love, and learn together with you. (laughs) We're here to create conscious connections team to grow and contribute through our practice of openness, honesty, vulnerability, humility, and trust, trusting the entire journey. If you would like to connect with us outside of listening to this podcast, you can find us anywhere on the internet under the handle of trustthejourney.today. That'll get you to our website. You can find us on Instagram where you can shoot us a direct message if you would like to talk to us and chat. And you can also um, connect with us on Patreon. We have a group called the Trust the Journey Family, which is a group that you need to um, join and it's private. And if you would like to be a member of that and participate, you can make any donation level you would like at all on Patreon, and that will get you into the Trust the Journey family, where we have this wonderful, supportive group of people who all love and care for each other and are all compassionate to each other's journey as humans and all the stuff we go through. And you can just express whatever you feel like in that group, and you'll be supported and loved. That's so true. What an awesome way to describe the family. I love that. It was wonderful. Yeah, guys, you are all welcome. It's community. Community and connection is definitely our mission. So, yeah, thank you all for being with us, whether you join us in the family or not. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing these episodes. And all right, here we go. Okay, so in this episode, we're actually going to do friendship part deux. We thought that friendship was such a significant topic. You know, in our experience, the topic in the scope of friendship is so significant and notable. We wanted to continue that conversation. So that's what today's about. It's awesome. Uh, yeah, I was kind of digging into the list of things of why I would want to continue talking about this. And I feel like we just scratched the surface in the last episode in, in a very big way. And I'm so grateful, like overwhelmingly grateful for friends. I think that in life, the two things that are most powerful to me are music and friends. Yep. Right. And put them together. It's even better. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like my favorite ever. Like, let's get together and listen to music. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, let's get together and laugh. <laughs> let's yeah. get together and make funny movies. Yeah. Yeah. It's sort of like that's sort of the note we ended on last week is talking about those mergings of those two things and the things that we count as high, high values and high, high significant pieces in our life, certainly friends being one of those things. And then merging those with those other things that we individually love so much can be such a powerfully joyful and fulfilling experience. Like I I literally laugh for my entire life at the movies that I have made with my friends. And I, I say the little mini movies because that's just an access for me to hilarity. But like that has brought incessant joy to my life. Anytime I think about those movies or watch them or talk about them with my friends, it brings true joy to my life. It's awesome. Yeah. And you, it sounds like with your, the music and sharing music with your friends. Yeah. I think there's, there's, it's, if I was going to say like, what's my favorite thing in the world to do, it's really going to be a tight race between any of my favorite things that I might think about that are individualized and 
getting together with my friends and just stomping and dancing or even just laying on the couch for hours and like diving into a musical journey, you know, playing music, sharing music and, and that connection, you know, that like all being on the same page, that, that vibration of the music itself, the wave that we're on, the ride that we're on, it's such a powerful journey. And I can easily think back to decades and decades of getting together with friends to go you know, listen to performers, to go see DJs, to go see bands, you know, symphonies, plays, you name it. Just any time we can go and engage that and share and that together. And I'm so fortunate to be part of a number of different groups um, on the Internet, you know, like different Facebook groups and different groups of friends who exchange music all the time. Very cool. So I probably get like... Mm, I'd say on a daily basis, dozens of new things to listen to from from my friends. That's like, it's part of the connectivity of my friends group is sharing music back and forth all the time. Yeah. And I love to do that to my friends to be I like, know. Here, listen I to know. this, here, listen to this. Because you get them all the time, right? I love it. I love it. I'm like, <laughs> I need it. I'm the person, no joke, Jay, that will listen to one CD and yes, I said CD. We'll listen to one CD with like six songs on it for like three years in a row. And and it's I I, I don't know why I do that. I just <laughs> I like can get in these musical trenches and uh, it's it's all good. I like it. Sometimes I'll add a song here. I'll add a song there. And anyway. I appreciate when you share that stuff. And that's something I think that's notable about friendship is for for me is that I feel free to share things that interest me or that just pique my curiosity or that I find funny or whatever. I feel really free and open and safe to be able to share that stuff with my friends, not worrying that they're going to feel like, oh, I have to watch this or I have to listen to this immediately or I have to whatever. It's just this very open, again, sort of non-judgmental space to be able to share. Totally. Yeah. Were, were you ever the kind of person who made a mixed tape? Fuck yeah, totally. To totally, right? <laughs> like you get your cassette recorder for those of you yes. who had cassette recorders and listen to the radio. Yes. Listen to the radio and wait and wait for when your favorite song starts and like push record so that you could actually record a song off the radio and then you got it on your tape and then you then you'd have to wait until another song you really like comes along and hit record and you make your mixtape out of collecting all these bits and pieces so true oh i like so to true. give those to people yeah you'd that make mixtapes for people that was yeah, like that, a that, super gift that was like my first like dj as a child kind of thing, like make a mixtape and be like, hey, I made a mixtape here. Listen, you know, <laughs> I and I would that. continue doing that as a young adult, you know, except it would shift it to CDs and I would start figuring out how to put the tracks together, you know, in a way that they there was a journey to be experienced there. You know, that's so awesome. I love that. And yeah, it's it's so funny the different just the, these two little tracks that you know are shared joys with our friends. It's similar like why I invite my friends to do these stupid movies with me. I it's why I invite them is because I'm like this is gonna be a, a, in my belief a gift to both them and me to for us to share this experience. And that's another thing when I think of friendships, not just in the realm of music and and laughing or hilarity or whatever 
but the intention of making memories. So whether it's in any any zone where we want to share an experience, that's been a, a mega intention that I've brought to my friendships in more recent years is really being intentional about I want to make memories with my friends. I want to share experiences with my friends. Whatever, I mean, and this expands to my loved ones, my family members and stuff too for me personally, but my friends are very much included in that. Um, And I think that's just so, so powerful and so important is that we could so easily, and this is, it makes me think of the top 10 regrets of the dying. One of the things on that list is how people really regret losing touch with their friends. And as a result of that idea, and it's not that I'm just scared into it, oh shit, I better make memories with my friends. It's kind of like, oh, a recognition of that potentiality that if we let ourselves just get on autopilot and do our day-to-day and our to-do lists and our work, and which is all great too, and we don't make that time or, or intentionally bring those experiences and shared experiences with our friends into our chosen way to spend our time and resources, it likely will not happen. Um, are you wearing a sweater with the cosmos on it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just... got this yesterday and I love it so much. Awesome. <laughs> it's this tiny little sort of crop shirt. So I have it over oh, I cute. have it over a long sleeve shirt because that's how I that's how I roll. I'm not really one for a super crop shirt. <laughs> I love it. So um, one of my favorite things is friendships that have no time. You know, like when you have a friend that you've bonded with at some point in your life, and maybe you don't have that regular connection that you're checking in on a regular basis. You know, some friends I'd say I talk to every week, Yep. some every month, some every three or six months, you know, some once a year. And then there's those friends that maybe you don't see for like five years And then, you know, you roll in, knock on the door and just wander in, sit down, make yourself a cup of coffee, like, like it's your own home. Totally. And be like, yeah, I'll be right out. Kind of like, it's just that, you know, there's no time involved in the equation and there's no expectation. I think that's the underlying tone of all that is the expectation is non-existent. Totally. And that is friendship at its highest level. Right. When there's zero expectations placed upon you, it means there's zero judgment. It's just pure acceptance and allowance to just be yourself, be comfortable, come and go at your please, at your leisure and be who you are. And I still going to love you just the same. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, that is buoyed by boundaries and standards. You know, we can't necessarily have that conversation without talking about boundaries and standards for our own individual choosing, like what we choose to have those be. And most of those friends that fall into that category that you just described, in my experience, very much honor boundaries and standards. So like that honoring of you're going to you're allowed to be who you're going to be, it means there's a respect of those of those personal chosen boundaries if a person decides to have those for themselves if that makes sense yeah absolutely i mean you can't be a dick right yeah exactly exactly so i'm just i'm really more just saying that like just in case somebody's listening and is like 
yeah, but <laughs> because the conversation of unconditional love and that yeah. type of unconditional acceptance can easily go the other way. So I'm just saying I, I'm with you inclusive of the consciousness of our chosen boundaries and standards that are respected by each other. Yeah, I would absolutely echo that. It, it, that for me comes hand in hand without even having to say, you know, but it's worthy of saying because we do run into the situations where that doesn't actually happen. Yeah, so, yeah. it's true. Yeah. Yeah. So will you post one of your silly movies and the family? I'd love to yes! see Yes. Oh, my yeah. God. Of course I will. I'm always so like, it's funny in the family. I'm always like, I don't want to just share all my own stuff. You know what I mean? It's more because I could share all the time. I have so much ridiculous, prolific amount of content. <laughs> but yes, I would love to share one of my funny movies. Thank you for asking me to do that. I would love to be able to see one. So yeah, I look forward to it. <laughs> There's plenty. Don't worry. <laughs> So tell me, what are some of your favorite things? Like if you have to say, outside of making movies with your friends, yeah, but if yeah. you have to say, I'm so grateful for my friends because, what's the first thing that comes to mind? First thing that comes to mind is being there for me. Oh. Being there for each other. So the mutual being there for one another. Like 100% bar none. You know, you live enough life and you're going to be met with challenges. You're going to be met with those uh, experiences, phases of life where you're like, fuck, I am legit challenged. <laughs> I don't know, know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And so until I think you have the uh, an experience like that, you don't quite, and this is my experience, so take it with, you know, my own grain, the own grain of salt, but, I feel like until you have an experience like that, you don't really get the depth and power of what it really means when people are there for you. And uh, this makes me think of one of my other best friends who, when I was younger, I think I was like 24. I, I think I've shared this on the show, but I'll share it again briefly because it's very relevant to this point, is that I was upset about something. It was about like some my computer wasn't working or something. And I was oddly upset. I was somewhere in my early 20s, mid 20s, something like that. And he said to me, he's and he was not having it. Like he wasn't like he wasn't like dissing my my upset, but he was just like not moved by my upset about my computer. <laughs> And uh, he said to me, he's like, well, because nothing, nothing bad has happened to you yet. And uh, and I obviously I say bad with sort of air quotes now. I don't really even believe in bad things. I believe everything is for us, as we've talked about many times. But I really was like I was super annoyed at that comment back then where he's like, nothing bad's happened to you yet. That's why you're so upset about this thing that doesn't matter at all. You know what I mean? Because he was like 15 years older than me. So he had more life experience under his belt. And so as I grew as an adult and really had my own challenges that felt very deep and real and painful and rigorous such that you would need people to be there for you. Now I'm like, oh, OK, cool. Got it. <laughs> you know, what's an interesting thought about that is I'm just going to turn the question back on myself Please. for a minute there. And because what you are touching on brought up some really um, 
key points for me in my life as a whole and what I choose into as far as my life choices and friend choices and what we choose to do together is I feel like the people that I choose to surround myself with now are ones who also enjoy pushing that personal challenge boundary. So purposefully picking some friends that are up for it yep, and want to go on a mission, right? And the Hell mission yeah. is to do something challenging for us that's going to challenge us as people to, to whatever we're going to do. And in doing so, we're opening up that scope of character of who we are and what our life experience is. And by choosing friends that also want to go on a mission, whatever that mission is for you or for me or for them, for us, is let's go challenge ourselves together and we'll support ourselves and we will laugh at ourselves when we flail, yep. right? And when we are challenged and we'll be there for each other when we need to be and we'll take legitimate risks, right? Knowing that that's what we're doing. We're like, we're signing up for legitimate risks and it's going to be an adventure. And when we come out the other side of it, the little things don't bother us as much, right? Because we went and challenged ourselves and we opened up our, our perspective, our range of experience in life. And I love that. Like, I think that's probably my second disfavorite thing with my friends is... So mega. Yeah. Yeah. And type two fun. Have we talked yes. about type two yes. fun before? Totally. I'm love like, it. what have we talked about? I'm like, God, I don't even know anymore. But that makes me think type two fun. I immediately think of like your adventure, your expedition to Baffin Island and oh, all perfect, those amazing yeah. pictures and how you went with your friends and you took on this real mission. And that's obviously a very external, I mean, internal, of course, being in on an external journey like that. But being type two fun, just for people who weren't, around when we talked about that or don't know what that is. I just recently learned it. But basically, it's loosely defined as something that is not fun until it's over. <laughs> but basically, it implies a challenge, right? And so doing something hard like Jay hiking into these crazy mountains in this intense weather, like that theoretically is very challenging. And I would contest... You, I mean, please tell us about it, but... Yeah, sure. I mean, there's a lot... It, it's choosing into a risky in, endeavor, right? And one where you know you're going to be reliant upon yourself to make it through safely, as well as reliant upon the other people to also act at a certain level of of um, consciousness, you know, yeah. where we need to be aware of the decisions that we're making and the behaviors that we're having because they're going to affect everybody's well-being as a whole and everybody's experience as a whole. I, I love that kind of connectivity. I've, you know, and I'll, I'll say the same thing, even that, you know, going onto nature and doing, you know, epic adventures into nature is a great example. But whether it's like diving into a, making a band and playing music together and the yeah. challenges of trying to share your artistic ver visions together, you know, or whether you're making an art project or whether you're building something or whether you're, you know, whatever you're diving into. Um, and are the psychedelic um, journey as a whole, you know, getting together with my friends who also want to challenge ourselves to look at ourselves deep inside mm -hmm. and find out where our personal challenges really lie and say, why am I struggling with these things in my life? 
you know, and I'll, you know, the most recent um, ayahuasca um, ceremony that I went to, I had two of my very best friends. Amazing. And it is so bonding, you know, so bonding to be like, okay, guys, let's go open up, each open up our can of worms, right? And let's look inside and let's see what's going on and let's be there for each other while we're doing this and know that this is going to be type two fun. This is not going to be a pleasant experience. I'm not going there because, oh, I want to see pretty colors or (laughs) I like the idea of just my thoughts roaming around and pretty visions and blah, 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 and flowers and roses, you know, I'm going there because I want to figure out why I have this behavior pattern that I don't like about myself or because I want to open myself up to being informed about things that I didn't even know I was doing or feeling or holding on to. And this, these choices to, to choose into this type of, uh, you know, personal growth, um, intention oriented action can't you can do it on your own but I'm gonna say my personal experience which I've done it I've done it alone but it is so much better to have your friends with you you know and to be on that journey together and I'm gonna quote Ram Dass and say we are all just walking each other home I love that quote you know it's the I best love that. It's the best and yeah absolutely the it, there's something very powerfully bonding about getting through something together and so yeah i i echo everything that you just said whether it is that deep internal quest to heal or whether it is building this podcast whether it is doing a creative project that you think everyone else might think is weird or stupid, but you want to do, and then you ask your friends to support you, and they do, whether it's going to a new place together just to see something new. It doesn't even have to be all deep and meaningful. It can it likely turns into that, but it could be just, you know, doing something s- silly and stupid. You could go and play freaking laser tag or something. Road trip. Road trip. Road trips are the best. Oh my gosh. Chinese fire drill. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. No, for sure. For sure. For sure. That's so huge. And so, such a huge part of my own personal individual fulfillment. Without that piece, that, that, what you just described, what we've been talking about for the last 15 minutes, that is a huge piece of my personal individual joy and fulfillment period. And so that brings us to the idea of, okay, cool, if that's so powerful for our individual fulfillment, what can we do or how can I bring more intention to this area of my life and up my memory making or my connecting or my deep work with my friends? Awesome. You know what's really cool is I made a friend, uh, I think it's probably like five years ago now, Time flies. I lose track. Yeah. So I made this friend online and we just kind of started seeing each other in our friend groups, you know, like, oh, yeah, there's this person keeps popping up in photos with all my friends. And there's this, you know, there they are again and again and just made a shout out and be like, hey, 
hey, I'm Jay. Hey, how are you? You know, <laughs> right. I, I think I would like you because you seem to be in all these situations that I would like to be in. And these are people that I like to hang out with. And so I just reached out. And this is my friend, Jamie. He's just the bomb. That's and, awesome. Yeah. And we just, he's like, yeah, I was kind of thinking of the same thing. You know, <laughs> I saw you out there doing your life and it looks like a rad life. You look like a rad dude. Like, all right, well, let's be friends, you know? And we've literally become best friends from just like reaching out across the internet. And so I I just wanted to touch on this because it's on like on the topic of making new friends. Like, how do you make new friends in the world? And as we get older, there's so many different ways, right, that this happens. And this one was just so unique and poignant. And the fact that we've become so connected and so um, such a powerful feels like, you know, um, e- friendship that has existed for eons. Yeah. You know, and, and so grateful for it. And it's been so meaningful in my life, in our lives, you know, to have have this connection. So I'm just saying this to encourage anybody out there who's like been thinking about it to be like, I kind of saw somebody that I think I'd like to be friends with. Don't be shy. You have nothing to lose. You're already not friends at this point. So it's not like, trying saying hey i'd like to be friends isn't put anything on the line you just say let's i see you yeah i see you and some people feel a lot of anxiety at the idea of of trying to make new friends we briefly touched on this in the last episode about there's sometimes this potential shame feeling around oh i should have friends or i should have a certain level or depth of connection with people and i don't so therefore i've failed or i've screwed up or i'm not lovable or whatever gremlin thought or limiting thought might be there for us so that that idea that you just shared that uh tip to just reach out and and whatever that's such a i echo the points echo it and i Add to it to say, if you hear that, if you're listening to this podcast and you hear Jay suggest that and you hear me say, yeah, do that, and you're like, fuck, that sounds so scary, Total, that, that is totally normal to feel that. So I, I bring this up because I've worked with clients over years about this type of social connecting where they really recognize their gap, the gap in their life around friendship and they also acknowledged and were honest about the feelings of social anxiety or just straight up personal insecurity around being out there and being connected to other people. So know that that's normal and know that as we incrementally put ourselves out there to people who seem safe and emotionally, you know, emotionally safe for us to reach out to, like Jay suggests, or to what meetup group does feel like a fit for us, or whatever kind of way that you're going to attempt to bring friendship or begin friendships in your adult life, it's totally understandable to feel that anxiety. And over time, it will diminish as you begin to make these authentic connections. So I encourage you through that first part which really does require bravery the, it the fear only exists inside of our head right like we're the fear there's no fear like in the room like there's not like an actual wall or something you have to climb over or an obstacle it's not a real thing it's an experience it's a feeling and we our our, our 
intake or experiential, you know, that feeling of fear, it might exist inside of us at some point in time, but we all know that fears go away when we go towards them. You yep. know, we walk towards it. It's kind of like it's it's the scary monster in the closet, you know, and when you open the closet, there's nothing there, you know, but you have to open the closet. You have to go there. And if you just sit back and be like, ah, there's a monster under my bed or there's a monster in the closet, you know, like the fear just lives there yeah. until you go and examine it. And when you examine it, it dissipates and vaporizes. So we just have to remember that and remind ourselves of that and practice, literally practice doing that. It takes you know, getting used to doing this with regularity to be able to feel confident to do it without that fear. So Absolutely. It's a practice. Absolutely. And it is, I liken it and I say it's a, it's a long game. So just like building trust or deep connection, it can be a shorter term ga game. And we mentioned this before too, but be patient. Be patient with yourself in this t part of the process of making friends and building connection, recognize that it might take a while. It might not, it might be sooner than we think, but let's set ourselves up for that really patient, long-term building of relationships over time and incremental experiences built. So that, that I think is a way that we can nudge ourselves out of the nest, as it were, to get out of our houses, to stop watching Netflix so much, to send that text that we are afraid to send to whatever invitation you're thinking of extending that you get yourself to the point where you're going to do that. So yeah, and over time, you don't need to be best friends from one invitation. That is unlikely to last anyway. <laughs> so just... <laughs> supporting you around the patient's part of this process. I'm going to touch, um, touch on the topic of something else that I truly value in my friendships. And I am a very uh, affectionate person. I like physical contact. And I feel so hugely grateful for my friends for any time. The sim sometimes the simplest simplest thing and this is something I've really been paying attention to in life as a whole and trying to make a point of being aware of in my life and of course I'll frame it up with boundaries and comfort sure. and all the things that people need to be aware of respect and trust and all those pieces but you can start as basic as a handshake you know shaking hands with somebody putting your hand on somebody's arm or having somebody put their hand on your back or put an arm around you or even better, hugs. Yeah. Hugs are like... Hugs. Hugs. <laughs> hugs. Hugs. <laughs> right? Yes. Yes, yes. hugs. Hugs. Yes. Hug people. We are a pro-hug community here in yes. the Trust the Journey family. I was with Jamie a few weeks ago, you know, and, and we've got this wonderful, deep connection. And we had this awesome embrace that just reached out and got a hand around a forearm and another hand around a forearm and just a nice firm grip on each other's arm. And, you know, it's like a, a wrist lock, you know, and just such a peaceful feeling 
comes from this physical connection. And so that's one like very masculine example, right? Of this like, ah, like my brother, you know, like yeah. hold this strong, strong man, strong, hold, holding me back, strong grip. You know, I feel the strength in there. And that, that particular example is, is really bonding and it's really powerful. But I can also think of just sitting cuddling with mm -hmm. some of my very best friends who I absolutely adore and just snuggle up and watch a movie and just Mega. love just sitting next to each other and having somebody to just lean a shoulder on, you know, laying your head on the shoulder and just enjoy being close to somebody we care about, you know, yep. oh my God, so, so, so important and so good. I, I think completely agree. <laughs> so many of us... Um, may not realize or maybe we do that we suffer from a lack of that physical connection that contact and that comfort of just being okay to be close to people you know i i think the way the world is today it's less common to be this like close you know physical space with other people there seems to be bigger gaps around and I'm proactive the other way. I'm like, let's close those gaps. Yeah, let's, same. Let's, yeah, yeah, same. When when I want to, because I'm yes. also very protective of my physicality, big time. Not only just being a woman, but just because physical contact for me is also very important. So I I share it very freely in terms of hugs and and affection when those environments are safe to do so, and I feel that that kind of like skydiving is a great example of this not ever not not like i'm gonna hug and physically be affectionate with every single person that i meet even in skydiving but for the most part i'm gonna hug someone i meet in oh, yeah. various realms whether it's in skydiving or not skydiving interestingly too allows us to really and it kind of forces us to sit in close quarters we're touching each other a lot because we have to inside of these squished up airplanes and so I think that that closes that physical gap a little bit more, too, which is cool on top of, of course, the bonding experience of jumping out of planes together and sharing, again, those experiences and making memories and all of those things that help bond us, which then make us feel more connected and safe together. So that's a great and that's sort of a phenomenon about, I think, the Sky family is that there's this really rich environment that fosters and supports that type of connecting not just physical connecting but emotional connecting and it's a clear culture of non-judgment like all these these pieces that are really uh important and powerful for a for a great friendship to emerge and begin skydiving has that and i think that's why a lot of amazing friendships in my life were born from that community too um but yeah anyway i i'm totally with you on the physical stuff with friends it's been something i had to get over that's something i had to shed you know this sort of awkward feeling of i can't hug or cuddle with my friends i had to really sort of actively intentionally challenge that in myself and it is for me situationally dependent for sure but yeah it's wonderful to be able to do that with your friends as you brought up the topic of, you know, being sardined in the airplanes together, I really realized that that was a huge learning for me in my life, you know, especially men, <clears throat> males, there's a huge, um, at least the, 
where and when I grew up, homophobia was a massive thing, right? Wow, like, yeah. Yeah, so sitting with another guy's legs around you, like straddling each other of people you don't know. Right. You know, or barely know their acquaintances rather than, you know, connected deep friends kind of thing. That's a very awkward kind of scenario. And I, I did tandems for many years, you know, in the 90s, I was actively doing skydive instruction and taking people for their first skydives doing tandem skydives. And you take somebody and you buckle yourselves together and you strap tighten up the webbing and you're, you know, snug, snug right up with somebody. Yeah. And that took a lot you can see it regularly when you're like, okay, whoa, 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 this is a little awkward, you know, because you're, you're you know, smushed up with somebody. But there is something that we learn from that whole experience of kind of get over, we get over our human condition of having bodies, you yep. know, and you're like, yeah, I'm going to be smushed next to you in this plane because as skydivers, we don't get seats. We all just sit on the floor and, you know, in between each other's legs all in a row. Uh, so, yeah, it really changes our perspective on things. And I'm really grateful for yeah. that. It really changed my perspective in life as a whole about how I feel about being close to somebody. Yeah, and I love that. I mean, that's one th beautiful, amazing, wonderful thing about friendship too is that inside of the space of that non-judgment, that emotional safety, we can challenge these ideas that have limited us. I inclusive of can we touch each other at all? Can we cuddle? You know, and again, physicality is just one thing, but <clears throat> excuse me, it could be lots of things, you know? It could be about the kind of job that we, or we always thought we needed to go to college, get it, graduate, get a job, work the job, buy the house. Like we could talk about all, we can challenge those ideas with freedom, certainly inside any relationship where we feel that freedom. I'm more in my experience, there's been a lot of that freedom in my life inside of my friendships that has just been a very safe place for me to explore any ideas that are shaping my choices and are shaping the results I'm getting in my life and relationships. You know what um, I really enjoy is uh, the concept. I heard the word used recently, and it reminded me of some... Um, circumstances that are not necessarily uh, attached to the holiday per se, but the term is friends giving. Right, right. Right. Which is this, like, how do you, the, the Thanksgiving is a holiday and friends giving is this kind of version of like, yeah, I'm just going to get together with my friends, not necessarily have it be centered around family per se, as some of the tradition implies, but have it be about getting together with friends to be share time with friends and be grateful for that group of friends and to be able to connect and and relate and one of the things that come up for me there is the how much i enjoy making it a little too close like a little awkward so <laughs> purposefully placing the table arrangement for a meal so that there's not enough room for everybody. Oh, I love this. It's great. I highly <laughs> I recommend this. this. I highly recommend I it. So it. invite <laughs> enough people 
and have only enough space so that you're going to be squished so that you really can't like even reach for things and the table is completely overstuffed and that everybody has to be shoulder to shoulder so that that way you've got that little bit of physical contact and you're forced into this kind of, well, we're all in this together. You know, yeah. we're going to be here doing this and please pass me the mashed potatoes. Oh, you know, what I love about this, this idea of Friendsgiving, it definitely challenges the idea of family and all of those things. So it's in line with what are we, we're challenging what ideas are sort of commonly held or commonly accepted as a as society. Um, but what I love about this too is you, it, it's in this vein of creating a meaningful gathering. There yes. is a book that I love and highly recommend it's called the art of gathering it's by priya parker and the idea that yeah we can get together without intention we can get together and just whatever shoot the shit have some drinks whatever whatever all that's all that's great no judgment it's all cool and we can also bring intention to facilitate experiences that then elevate the ability or possibility of deeper connection in that group. And so even if you add nothing else but the physical sort of challenge, quote unquote, the awkwardness or the I'm shoulder to shoulder with someone else, that's an unusual experience for a person. And as such, it might elevate what people get out of it. It makes it meaningful because it is then elevated outside of uh, a sort of predetermined norm or just something that we would expect. And so as a result, we get something from that type of experience. And as a result of that, friendships and bonds are either begun or nurtured and grown. I love it. Yeah. I actually have that book in my Audible and I've been listening to it a fair bit lately. I don't know if it came from a recommendation from you, but I really, um, I feel that the the whole point of gathering, it's really important. There's a lot of value to ceremony. C ceremony, it, the reason why every culture has ceremony is because the simple function of doing things with intention brings value to them. Mm -hmm. And that value cannot necessarily be measured in say dollars it's experiential value and so we leave having had an experience that enriches us that deepens our connection with others yeah. so i would encourage anybody listening to this right now to think about when and how is the next time that you could plan or host or encourage or get together with others to to bring intention to a gathering to connect with people that you care about and to have a friendsgiving it doesn't have to be on the fourth uh thursday in november you right. know it can be any day every day all the time of our lives you know like just pick the time and place say you know what Let's get together with friends next weekend on a Saturday and we'll have a barbecue or and we'll make it up for a reason and we'll make some intention behind it and bring people together and enjoy sharing time and space. And Yeah, you can just bring a, a set of note cards and have people ask certain questions, sort of force the 
uh, unusual engagement on people. And I say force because people obviously agree to it when they show up. Um, but just to share a, another side shoot of this conversation. So Priya, so speaking of friends, Taya Weiss is one of my very best friends. She's and okay. Yes, yeah, yeah, she's all right. She's okay. <laughs> I, think, I think she knows. I, I think she's okay. Hi, Taya. <laughs> Hi, Taya. We love you. Uh, so Priya is one of Taya's good friends. And so I attended years ago a meaningful gathering that Taya and Priya put together. And as a result, connected with more people in Taya's life, which was totally awesome. As a result, got connected to Priya and her work. And so now, years later, when she publishes her book, I read it. And I'm like, damn, this is good work. Duh, of course. <laughs> and then I share it with my friends and other stuff. Like you share a bunch, of, a bunch of music links and stuff like that. I'm very consistently sharing audible content, like podcast episodes. I definitely share funny memes, of course, going back to the hilarity piece. But, uh, you know, and books, books that I would recommend to elevate thinking, to help people continue to grow because I'm so committed to and so immersed in and in love with growing and helping others grow if they want to as well. So sure. yeah, just that connection of other friends and us finding other friends through friends and all of that whole thing. Sharing functions in the same way as gratitude, right? When we send it out, we get it back. You know, the more that we put out there, as long as we're not pushy about it and like insistent, like you have to do this, you know, right. like if we're just like, I think you would like this and this is cool. I like this. I think you're going to find enjoyment from this here. I, I do it all the time. I'd say that I mean, and we'll, I'll be realistic here. On average, I share at least a dozen things a day. Wow, awesome. At least, yeah. That's Whether amazing. It's books, podcasts, music, funny memes, things to laugh at, just checking in with people, yeah. you know, just reaching out and, and connecting with the people in my life that um, that are meaningful to me. And that, you know, maybe or maybe somebody I have the, the, a very little connection with that I would like to deepen that connection. Uh, oftentimes that's the case. I'll, I sent one just yesterday, I believe it was yesterday or day before. Um, that's somebody that I've never chatted with directly, you know, that I, I may be friends with on Facebook, but I've never had a one to one. And I'm like, I think this might suit this person, you know, and here off it goes. You know? And I appreciate when I get messages like that, I appreciate it. You know what I mean? So not everybody everybody will. Some people might receive messages like that and and uh, feel like it's a, a thing added to their to-do list. But I would contest that for the most part, people don't feel that. I think for the most part, people will feel it with that positive value intention, with that in positive connection intention behind it as well. I also love gifting. I think that's such a wonderful thing, you know, with with friends, especially this morning, I was doing some vacuuming before this podcast, because that's <laughs> what you do when you're a responsible adult, you get your vacuuming done while you have the 15 minutes of free time. <laughs> oh exactly. GTD, baby, GTD. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was getting my vacuuming done this morning. And I was thinking about my friend Moo, Mr. Moo Tang, who I loved so deeply, Love because he's such a you, wonderfully, you know. he's a ball of light, that guy, right? Fuck, fuck yeah. Yeah. Um, and he has one tattooed, a great big ball of light <laughs> in the middle of his chest, you know, so pretty much that's it. And 
I was the reason I was thinking about him because I was listening to one of his mixes on my headset while I was vacuuming because I wouldn't just vacuum. I got a chance to listen to music. I might as well listen <laughs> to music while I'm vacuuming, you know. Actually, I just came back from running, so I was listening to music all morning. But Moo, Mr. Moo, right? Like rocking to just love this dude. And I had bought uh, a hat for myself because I thought, man, that hat is super cool. Right. I'm like, look at that hat. That thing's awesome. And I got all excited and I got myself this hat and I put it on and I'm like, mm, uh, man, it's a really nice hat, but it doesn't really suit me. You know, it just doesn't suit me. And I'm like, hmm, okay. I put the hat down. It's hat's still amazing. Like I love looking at it. It's a freaking badass hat, right? It's a super nice hat. And I'm looking at the hat and I'm like, man, that thing is gorgeous. I think, well, I think I might try wearing it when I'm performing, you know, it's like a good stage piece because it's so colorful and it's got all this detail and it's super rad. And then I rolled into the event that we were doing and I saw Moo and gave him a hug and I was like, oh, this hat was for you the whole time. (laughs) This was never for me. Like super, as soon as I saw his face and his whole person and I'm like, this wasn't a gift for me. This was a gift for you. And giving that to him is just made me feel like realizing that 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 what I had gotten recognized why it was so why I liked it so much is because it reminded me of his style and who he is and like that. And I love seeing him rocking it because I see I I see how much he likes it, you know, and I absolutely love how good he looks in it and how awesome the whole ensemble comes together. And I'm like, man, totally just that. But the whole thing of like when we give to people that we care about, when we, when we gift to each other with that thoughtful intention of like, whether it's a, you know, a meme or a message or a a book or whether it's a physical item or whether it's a special gift that we make, you know, I was sitting on the couch the other day looking through at a gift that I made for somebody and just reminiscing about how, how much value there is in, in that connecting and that giving and thinking deeply about how that's going to affect the person that you're doing it for. Yeah. hundred percent. Speaking of Taya, I have a gift that she gave me right here on my desk. It's this beautiful, it's this beautiful egg that came from Africa Here's another, I don't know why eggs are, the egg shape is a thing in my on my desk, but this is a gift that my friend Kate, who I went to college with, she got me this years, years, years ago. It's this sort of weird egg-shaped thing, but it's got this plastic, and inside there's this skydiving scene. So it looks like there are skydivers in this in this egg. So it's just this plastic sort of thing. It stands up. But there's this clear plastic, and inside the clear mold are these suspended free fallers over a landscape. And she like got a, that for me so long ago, and I love it. It's kind of like it's, a snow globe in yeah, the Yeah, it's shape, just like yeah. this cute little thing, but it's I know it came from my friend, and it was her honoring what I love in my life, which is, you know, you know, skydiving is one of my great loves. Yeah. So you're one of my favorite gifts I've got right here. This is a soapstone heart from Africa. Beautiful. And my friend sent me this from Spready. And I love this. It's one of my keepsakes. It's about a pound 
of stone. It's mm-hmm. really heavy, but it's perfect. It fits right in the palm of my hand. It's like the size of uh, a little smaller than, say, a, a hard ball. Um, mm-hmm. maybe like a bit bigger than a clementine kind of size and it's a blue soapstone heart and I absolutely love this piece and I hold it all the time like yeah. I would say that this spends you know it's in my hand at least 10 or 15 minutes a day I regularly reach over and pick it up and wow. just fiddle around with it you know while I'm working and thinking doing calls and that connection is really powerful. And I look over and there's another gift and oh, there's another gift, you know, yeah. as I look around, I'm surrounded oh, yeah. by all these little things that my friends have given me and, and they mean so much to me. So do it. Give your friends something that you were thinking about giving to them. It's know? so true. I have a whale shaped mug on my, on my desk because Kara and I, Kara is another one of my best friends. She, uh, she and I talk about what well, this is a longer story, but we have a thing with whales. Just trust me. <laughs> trust me for now. And I have artwork from Sarah. It's funny. Sarah, my, my roommate, one of my also one of my best friends, she uh uh gave me this amazing, beautiful art piece. And yesterday, for whatever reason, I was shopping. I got this amazing shirt for myself with the cosmos on it. And I saw this vest that just made me think of her. And I had just bought it for her. You know, I just had I just had to get it for her. And it's not like I do that that often. I wouldn't say that every time I'm out shopping, I see something and I think of someone and I get it. It's it's actually not, that's not typical for me. Um, but yesterday, for whatever reason, I was like, Sarah needs this. <laughs> yeah. So much stuff. Uh, so many ways to deepen friendships. To any of and my friends who are listening right but now. yeah, go ahead. Yeah, just to any of my friends that are listening right now, I'm just going to purposefully and poignantly say thank you for being my friend because I'm very grateful for your friendship. I truly appreciate you as a person and as a being. And I very much look forward to the next time that we spend time together and deepen and further connect our friendship. And yeah, thank you for being my friend. I love it. I, I want to give. Yeah. Oh, go all ahead. The, go ahead. Yeah, all the stuff that we learned. Like, I feel like I'm on Sesame Street or or Electric Company <laughs> when I talk about this kind of stuff. Because thank you for being my friend. You know, thank like this is the stuff where we learn as we're little kids, right? Thank you for being my friend. It's true. <laughs> it's so fucking true, man. I can't not let this episode finish without shouting out my amazing, beautiful Carolyn Chow. She is definitely a huge part of why I get to make funny movies. One of my great loves in life. She's so much more, I mean, like so critical in my life experience in so many ways. I just want to shout out the the, the piece of her contribution to my life in the form of of making these ridiculous films. At first... I did not know how to video edit and I would look over her shoulder and we would just, I mean, oh, some of the stuff that we made that is not even on the internet because it's so ridiculous, offensive, comical, amazing. And she has a regular job. So we agreed. We agreed from the beginning that we wouldn't put those films on the internet, that we would just share them at skydiving film festivals and stuff like that. So we're happy to share them, but we keep them off the internet because they are just really funny. (laughs) 
So if anyone has interest in seeing these films, by all means, let me know. And I'm happy to share them privately and, and personally with you because they are, uh, oh, yes, they are genius. I, I can't wait. <laughs> well, I have to do the same. I'm going to give a shout out to my very best friend in my entire life. And her name is Tucci. Yeah. And she was my first wife. And her and I made these together. These are little cards. Uh, and they say, you are beautiful on them. And on the back, they have a golden mean spiral. And we made these to give out to people at random to, to carry around. Um, we had a party where... Um, we invited lots of people over and we purposely wanted to make sure that we let everybody know how much we care about them and how we think about them. And so this is one of the simple things that we created together. We talk about doing little projects and fun things with your friends. And right. it's been such a powerful share. And I, I need to say how important that she's been in my life. Uh, I would say next to my my mother, she's probably been the next most important person in my entire life. And I am so grateful for her friendship and how it continues to be even deeper and more meaningful and more special, even beyond the context of our, our marriage. And I think that that's something I would like to um, make a point of mentioning as a whole, because, you know, friendships, they come and they go in different intensities, right? Let's like, we talked about this in the last episode, you know, like, oh, let's walk together for a while. And okay, maybe let's not walk together right now. You know, and we can't expect every friendship to last forever. Or the, the, the construct of what that friendship means doesn't have to stay the same, right? So we may have friends at some point in our life that have certain boundaries that are open to a certain level and then at some point those boundaries may change you know yeah. maybe we have a friendship that has benefits and then maybe the person gets into a more coupled relationship and those benefits go away yeah you know yeah. or maybe we have friendship that's based around a particular phase in our life that say you know where we're at what we're doing you know, um, mm -hmm. this is me. This is what I do. I get up, I do every this every day. And this is my friend who does the same thing. And then at some point our life changes and that's not what we do when we get up every day. And maybe then we're not next to that person who does that or they veer off and do something else. And right. there's no judgment related to that. Right. And so the, the deeper point of what I'm trying to get to here is, you know, our love relationships, our coupled or bonded relationships that may or may not have sexuality involved, they may be just whatever, you know, when we're deeply bonded with somebody, it's sometimes very challenging to, to allow that bond to break. You yeah. know, because we've conceived this idea that things need to stay the same all the time. And so, you know, the coupling or the marriage or the long-term relationship, like these kinds of things, I find it very important to me. It's deeply important to ensure that anytime I have somebody in my life who I care about, that I love, they're important to me, that they stay that way. Yeah. That I'm always able to care and love and consider and be compassionate and and think about that person and their value. And then I never villainize them for either of our needs to make our own choices in our lives. Absolutely. You know, so. Yeah, yeah. Whether a person or whether a friendship diverges or not, whether it stays the same or, or 
you know, remains close or maybe it's one of those things that separates and who knows, who knows where it goes. But yeah, for sure. Oh, love that. I mean, there's, it's, there's no way I could comment on every individual person that I count as a friend. I, you know, I just there, I feel like there are so many people in my life that I truly count as friends. And yes, there are some people in my life, of course, that are my closest friends for sure and longest friends and stuff like that, all those various categories, hierarchy. It's it's just so, I don't know, it's, this, it's just one of those things of like the value. It's, I, I wouldn't, it's hard to even, even talk about that, you know, like because the, the friends that, I just I, the, all different to, kinds of friends are important is my point. What's more important, blue or green? Yeah, exactly. Or red. Exactly. Or That's yellow. what I'm trying to say. Thank I, you. I'm like, it's like all of my friends at all the various levels that I have them in my life. And I'm so grateful to have every single one of you, if any of you are listening. It's just, yeah, shit. I, I don't even know. I got nothing. Like, I, I, it's, it's such a profound thing for me that I don't even feel like I have the words to describe it, if that makes sense. It totally does. That, that's where things really start to show the value is when, when it's ineffable, when you can't find the words, when there's no way to truly wrap description about how important something is to you when it's just an understood thing that you feel it you know you feel it you know the value yes and I feel like that is the perfect note to wrap this one the fact that we have no words (laughs) on an audible format show it's probably it's probably a good time to stop talking when you've got nothing else to say Oh, I'm just so happy about my Cosmos shirt. <laughs> I think it's great. I'm very happy to see you wearing it. I'm very happy to see me wearing it too. And I'm very happy to see you, just period. So guys, team, family, we fucking love you for reals. Totes. For Totes. reals. Thank you for being here, for being with us. Join the family if you want. Share this episode if it's useful for you. If it made you think about a friend that you love and that you think this episode might help, by all means, share it. Go follow us online if you want. Trustthejourney.today. Join the family. What? Subscribe. Yeah, subscribe. Yeah, I always forget to say that. Subscribe, and then you'll get notified when we publish our episodes and all of that. Jay, anything else? Just huge thank you. Huge yeah. gratitude. Um, can't wait to spend more time with you. Can't wait to um, connect more deeply with those of you out there. And right now I have this list um, of the people that I'm looking forward to spending more time with. And it's vast and broad and for different reasons, you know. But I think that all of us that make make those lists like literally write the list of the people that you want to make spend more time with, especially if they're people you haven't spent time with, you know, or have had fleeting or momentary in connections, like make excuses, come up with reasons, just, just come up with reasons. Like oh, we decided to have to do this now, you know, and go do that. Fuck. You know? yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
And I think, honestly, the tagline, the end of our show tagline is so relevant to friends too, you know? So relevant. Keep laughing, keep loving, and keep trusting the journey. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Absolutely. Love you guys. Love you guys.